Hello, my name is Blaze Bailey. Hey, this is Chuck Billy from Testament right here on Mars Attack. Hey, this is Tim Ripper Owens. This is Bobby Bliss from Overkill. You stay tuned. Hey, this is Dan Lorenzo from Hades, nonfiction, the curse, and my horrible solo music. You listen to my boy Victor on Mars Attacks. Hey, this is Ron Bumble for Fall of Guns N' Roses, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave Windor from Monster Magnet, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hello, everybody. This is Michael Kiske talking, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, this is Richard Patrick from Filter, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, everybody, what's happening? This is John Bush, and you're cranking it up on Mars Attacks. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Don Jameson from That Metal Show on VH1 Classic, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Crank it. Hey, everybody, this is your big daddy-o, Gene Hoagland, who has played with your favorite metal band. And you are listening to Mars Attacks Radio. This is Kurt Winstein from Crowbar, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. This is Alan Tecchio from Autumn Hour, 80s, nonfiction, Watchtower, Minds, Mirrors, and other assorted bands, and you're listening to Mars Attacks Radio. Hey, Motherhead from Headbangers, this is Doro Pass, and you're listening to Victor here on Mars Attacks Radio. I wish you a great time, rock on, and keep metal alive. I'm a star on a piece, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Hi, yeah, okay, so hey, this is Paul Shortino. How you doing? Formerly of Rough Cut, Quiet Riot, and currently with King Cobra. You're listening to Mars Attack. Episode 47 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I am your host, Victor. And during this episode, we will feature an interview with Paul Shortino, legendary singer of, well, he just recently worked with 
King Cobra. He's known for his work with uh, Rough Cut. Appeared in the Spinal Tap movie as the Duke. Uh, we discussed that during the interview. We discussed Jakey Lee during the interview. We discussed a bunch of different things, uh, including a project that I mentioned during the Carmine Apiece uh, interview. And that's a project that he worked on with Carmine and Tim Bogart uh, with a Spanish blues rock guitarist named Javier Vargas. And uh, a guitarist that has a lot of notoriety over here in Spain. And it was interesting when he mentioned this to me. Um, I wanted to purposely wait till I got my hands on this CD. I had to special order it. Uh, unfortunately, there's only one record shop even remotely close to me. And uh, it took a while for it to show up, even though it's a Spanish-only uh, release. It took a few weeks. And between that and a bunch of other things, which I have to apologize to Paul for, this interview was done... A few months back, and you know, I think it's great because he touches on a lot of interesting things, so I want to make sure that I put this out. But at the same time, you know, it did take a, a while for this to come around, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately, life gets in the way. <laughs> Having a newborn son, uh, trying to refurbish a house, and uh, all the other things going on make it, uh, you know, almost impossible for me to sometimes get around to uh, doing these podcasts. So that's why there are gaps in between. And I apologize to you, the listeners and to the people that I am interviewing for not getting around to them sooner. Um, what I do want to do, I want to take a moment out here and thank a bunch of sites that are collaborating with me on the classic albums column. Uh, I focused on artists and producers and photographers, PR people, label people, uh, different people that are involved in the music industry to get their opinions on these various albums that we've talked about. Um, if you haven't listened to any of the previous podcasts, the first one started out with Metallica's Injustice for All, then Prong's Cleansing, then Queens of the Stone Age Songs for the Deaf, and the last... Um, albums column focused on Van Halen too. So there were a lot of great artists that uh, gave us their input on Van Halen. Uh, we have another podcast coming out the 31st of this month for Halloween. So we still have a few podcasts in between, hopefully another two before that comes around. But uh, it's something that's going to be a lot more modern, uh, something that came out in 96, if I'm not mistaken. So... Yeah, so for all of you people that uh, bitch about there not being variety with uh, certain shows or whatnot, I try to uh, encompass everything uh, within metal. There are a lot of different genres, subgenres, whatever. Some people like some albums, some people don't. Some people like certain groups, some people don't. So there's a little bit of everything for, for everyone. At least I think so, and you know these guests that we've had have been great so far. But anyway, without further ado, these are either sites that have already provided me with comments, people whose comments you'll hear in the future or um, have not gotten around to answering yet or providing any content yet, but uh, you know I, I'm fairly confident that they will, and I have no problem sending shout-outs to all these people. So these are sites you should... Definitely check out. There are links that will be on the site shortly. Uh, we have people from Brave Words, people from Iron City Rocks, John and uh, Aaron from Iron, Iron City Rocks. We have uh, Anidur, or better known as Andrew, from Metal Assault, 
the great Martin Popoff. We have uh, Ken from Piercing Metal. We have people from Dose of Metal, MetalStorm.net, Blistering.com, GotGent.com, uh, the number of the blog.com, cerebralmetal.com, metalunderground.com, truecultmetal.com, deathmetalbaboon.com, postblogs.com, or postblogas, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we also have metalinsider.net, uh, heavymetal.about.com, great site from chat over there. Um, we have hard radio. We have uh, Chris from Gunshy Assassin. Excuse me, almost got tongue tied there. Alex from Lamb God. Uh, Dominic over from uh, MaximumThreshold.net. Of course, from Talking Metal, we have J- John Astronomy. I was about to say, excuse me. We don't have John Astronomy yet. We're working on him. We do have Mark Striegel, though. Um, who else? And that's about it. Uh, we've reached out to a bunch of other sites. If you don't have your favorite metal site, hasn't been named. Uh, oh, actually, I forgot Metal Sucks. Metal Sucks has also contributed some comments. Um, but if your favorite metal site, if it's a blog, if it's another site, if they haven't uh, contributed anything yet, or you didn't hear me comment uh, regarding that site yet, please let me know. For anyone who's going to send me blabbermouth, I'd love to have Bori on. He's such an important part of the metal community. Uh, for anyone that mentions Eddie Trunk, I've reached out to Eddie Trunk like six times. Uh, unfortunately, every time I reach out to him, he's involved in something different and doesn't get around to, uh, you know, <laughs> doesn't get around to, and I don't want to piss anyone off. But I'm not at a caliber as maybe other sites that he's uh, talked to regarding, um, you know, his book or whatnot. And I've, uh, you know, wanted to talk to him about his book, wanted to get his comments on these classic albums. And uh, it's unfortunate because someone who has a lot to do with why I do this, someone who I listened to as a kid growing up every Friday night, I listened to WDHA in North Jersey. Uh, listening to him with Cheryl Richards. She always joked about him hanging out at the Dunkin' Donuts in Randolph and then jumping in at 12 o'clock to deliver the metal news. Um, Listened to him since back then, and, you know, I understand he's gotten big and everything, but just sort of sucks. Just laying that out there. Um, That said, you know, his two cohorts from uh, that metal show, have come on board. You do have Don Jameson and Jim Florentine lending their comments to the Classic Albums column. And uh, we also had Don on another show. And hopefully we'll have Jim Florentine on shortly, working with his label, Metal Blade, to um, to take care of that. But uh, anyway, yeah, so check out the Classic Albums column. Go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to listen to previous episodes. You can also subscribe to this podcast via iTunes. I know sites like Blabbermouth and Brave Words have been great about putting um, you know, players streaming within the posts that they do add to their sites regarding the various podcasts that are released. If you don't have time to listen to the sites, or excuse me, to the podcast directly through the website, if you want to go jogging, if you want to do whatever, um, you know, and not be stuck at your computer listening. Go to MarsAttacksRadio.com or iTunes, subscribe, 
download the MP3 and listen to it whenever you'd like. So, um, what else is going on? We're going to try to get out a lot of the interviews that we have sort of, uh, you know, on the back burner here. Uh, let me just rattle off some of the interviews that um, you could expect to hear in the near future. And, you know, hopefully we'll have, you know, like six of these up. Uh, not six, but four. <laughs> two next week, two the following week before the classic albums column. But, um, yeah, so we're going to have Paul Shortino and Issa, a uh, AOR singer from Norway, during this episode. You'll hear Phil Lazan from Uriah Heep. Shortly, you'll hear Dave Reffitt uh, from Shredding the Envelope, uh, his project. Great, great guest. Um, a lot of who you hear on the Classic Albums column is thanks to him. Uh, you'll hear Michael Orlando from Adrenaline Mob, and he just announced a new project with Rudy Sarzo. You'll hear Lee from Pop Evil. Uh, you'll also hear Mark Hunter, a.k.a. Mark Davis, from Chimera. A lot of, you know, different things going back and forth with him on Twitter these past few weeks, sort of giving his opinion on things, and that's all been great. Uh, who else? Vinny Apice from Dio, Black Sabbath, and Kill Devil Hill. He'll uh, lend his comments not only to the classic albums column, but also he'll talk about Kill Devil Hill. Uh, we also have Morgan Lander from Kitty. We also have uh, Clay from a great band called Van Gogh. They just put out their third album. And uh, we also have Steve Zing, bass player of Danzig, also known for his work with Sam Hain. And uh, he's got a project out now, now Excuse me, called Mara's Drug. Really cool album to check out. Uh, if you haven't heard it, check it out. It really mixes sort of a um, Alice in Chains with Monster Magnet type of vibe in certain places, but it's all over the place. A really great, great hard rock album if you're really into rock. Um, some 90s grunge is thrown in there. Some maybe alternative or some guitar rock is thrown in there as well. It's all over the place. Really, really cool album, so check that out. And, um, yeah, and a lot of people have been giving a hard time to Dan Lorenzo as of the last um, Classic Albums column. Dan has done a lot for this show, helped, helped me hook up with a lot of different people. Um, just because his opinion isn't what your opinion is, you know, uh, he's entitled to it. I don't agree with everything that he said, but I understand, you know, sort of playing that devil's advocate. I understand exactly what he's going for. Uh, and hopefully, you know, in the mix, there were people that checked out his site. And maybe some of you got interested in Hades or nonfiction or The Curse or even his solo music. And, um, you know, Dan is really down to earth and really not delusional at all and, and a great guy, you know. Cut him some slack. <laughs> so, and he's got no problem defending himself. So, uh, yeah, not like he's asked me to do this at all. But anyway, yeah, and like I said, with the classic albums column, uh, similar to the podcast, you know, there are all different facets of hard rock and metal that we touch upon. This episode, you know, we're a little bit more in the, you know, hard rock or AOR type category with King Cobra and with Issa. There are other episodes where we're going to have, you know, 
Mark Hunter of Chimera. We're going to have, you know, Chris Poland as well, someone who I just forgot to mention. You know, and he talks about some jazz stuff that he's working on now. You know, the important thing is to talk about music. And uh, if you like something or not, you know, check out who these people are. You know, it's really interesting to just have a conversation with these people, to hear Paul Shortino talk about the mileage that he's gotten with Spinal Tap, to hear him talk about his stint in Quiet Riot, things like that, you know, stuff that a lot of people maybe aren't into, but, you know, they'll like the interview and, you know, they'll give, you know, maybe Rough Cut or this King Cobra album or, you know, QR3, um, no, it was just uh, QR, my bad, um, a spin just to see what it was like, you know. Uh, the whole idea here is just to talk about cool music and, you know, again, there's going to be some stuff you like, some stuff you don't like, and that's just, you know, it's just the nature of the beast. So, uh, before getting started, I do want to thank Dustin from Frontiers for helping set everything up. Also, Richard over here in Spain with Frontiers, he does a great job as well. He's always hooked me up with CDs from the label and, uh, various interviews here and there. So I want to thank him as well. And uh, that's pretty much it. I'm going to shut up after uh, quite some time of talking here. And let's get into the Issa part of the episode. Uh, Let's kick things off with the first single and video off of her album, The Storm. name of this track is Looking for Love. After that, we'll get into the interview portion with Issa. Come out with some more music off of this album before jumping into the Paul Shortino part of the episode. Don't call 
first question that I have here is how long did it take you to put the material together that appears on the storm? Forever. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. Now, um, the material that's on the storm, it's actually really funny because um, since last time I've been working um, with uh, Tom and James Martin, which were right. the, on the last album. So, you know, obviously during the year we've been writing a lot of songs and, you know, a lot of songs that's been going on other albums. And, you know, unfortunately, I didn't know how fast I was going to do a second album. Right. Usually it's, uh, you know, it would be a little bit longer time between um, albums. But uh, when Frontiers were, were, you know, they called me up and said, you know, oh, we want to do a new record now and we'll start <laughs> recording it in, in, you know, a couple of months. And I'm like, oh, my God. Um, so, you know, we, we had to look at what we got and, you know, obviously, you know, one of my favorite songs, which is the song Invincible, uh, was supposed to go on a, another album, but, um, um, lucky for me, they pulled it off that album. So I got the song back. So I was really happy for that. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we got the two other songs as well. We're in fire on, and, um, the storm, um, on this album, uh, I wish I could have written even more, but um, you know, as you know, I didn't know how fast the new album was coming up. So um, it, it it happened fast, but still, you know, we used time on the on the songs that's there. So you know, we we based the whole record around the the three songs that we already have. So yeah, but basically, we we started uh, discussing the record in December recording it in March and, you know, from there on. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I remember with the previous interview, you had mentioned that you really wanted to get in there and record your own music as opposed to uh, what you did with sign of angels. Um, was, was there anything that you purposely set out to do with these new songs? Um, yeah, you know, definitely. I, I think, you know, as a songwriter, you know, everyone is trying to, to develop and, you know, I've been really lucky to, to have the chance to work with some really amazing songwriters over here. And, um, you know, when we did songs, it's always, you know, obviously they're influenced by me, which right. means that the songs are going to be songs that um, is in my taste and, and my kind of, uh, kind of thing. Um, but, you know, when we did all of these songs, uh, I didn't really think too much about it. I was just like, you know, let's write some songs and, you know, maybe we'll get some on some albums and, you know, if, if the perfect songs uh, pop up, we'll, we'll keep them. But I had, you know, I had no idea we were going to do an album that fast. So, but I'm, I'm happy it's progressing. And, you know, I think, um, you know, this next year, if, if we're doing it every year, I have no idea. <laughs> I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll keep saving some songs during the year. Definitely. Okay, so what I'm getting from your answers here is that a lot of songs that you have written are going to other artists. Yeah, you know, I've been, you know, I've been writing a lot of songs with Tom and James Martin, and you know, I, I recently signed a publishing deal with Chrysalis as well. Um, so you know, obviously, you're doing a, a job for them, trying to write for them as well. Um, right. But you know, I know that Frontiers has picked up a lot of the songs. I know that some of the songs were going on the new Chimera, I think, but then they didn't. So I'm not really sure where the songs is gone right now, but it's all in all in Frontier's hand. But you know, his um um you know, they kept a lot of the songs, so I can't complain about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what's it like to hear another artist interpret one of your songs? 
God, that is strange. You know, I have a couple of songs I'm really excited to 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 hear because you know when you lay vocals on the song, obviously I do I do it my style and um, you know it's going to be exciting to see what you're going to get back because I'm really not sure. You know that obviously right. this sound different but it's especially some songs where you know you've been singing a song and you've been putting like a some high voices on top which is an octave over which is you know really high but it makes a lot of you know it, it, it distinguishes the songs so I'm just really excited to see see what comes back from especially a couple of the songs okay and was there anything that you feel that you learned from recording the first album Definitely. I think, you know, um, this time around, I produced all my vocals myself. Um, okay. So what I did was, because, um, you know, I'm in England right now and, and uh, I, I didn't have a chance to go over to, to Sweden and do, do the vocals there all the time, you know, and I, I'm a bit picky with it. You know, I don't want to go in there and, and do it all uh, in three days. You know, obviously, when you're doing the last, right. you're going to be exhausted. So I wanted to take my time and, and do it how I want to do it. So, you know, I just hired an engineer over here, recorded the vocals and, and did whatever I wanted to do and sent them over to Sweden uh, with Daniel. And he's been like fantastic to work with, just being really, um, you know, understanding. And, and you know, he's he's got a great sense for female vocals, which I really, really love. So, you know, I think I'm just pro progressing in every way. I'm, you know, at least I'm trying to. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think, you know, the last album went so well. And, you know, you're just hoping that it's going to, this one is going to go down as well, um, as well. Okay. And you have some interesting players on the album. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Yeah, well, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of uh, nice people. Basically, you know, Daniel in Sweden has used his team of uh, of musicians, but you know, he's also added um, um, some bigger acts to do like solos in songs and things like that. I don't have the names on the songs right in front of me here now, but right. you know, I'm just really. You know, I'm just really grateful for for the people that want to do this and and uh, contribute. It's you know, it's a it's a it's a big deal. So um, yeah, I'm just really happy for that, and I'm really excited. Okay, and um, with the previous album and with this album, you recorded a video for each. Do you foresee this album having more videos come out to help promote it? You know, this is this is a funny question because on the last album we actually did a second video. You see, but, oh, okay. <laughs> but um, you know, it just ended up so horrible. I couldn't <laughs> even uh, tell you about it. You know, everything was wrong. Uh, right. You know, I just told the record company. I was just like, oh my god. You know, the light, everything. I can't even think about all the things that went wrong. So I can laugh about it now, though. But, you know, I did find it was funny when it happened. Right. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I don't really know. I, I, you know, obviously, we, we made a video. You know, we tried to have fun with, you know, the video for Looking for Love. And just, you know, uh, we put a bit of a humor in there as well. <laughs> to not be, right. you know, as serious. And, uh, you know, just tried to have fun. Obviously, you know, you have to remember with... with you know, the thing about the music industry right now is that 
you know, uh, the record sales is, you know, it's a lot lower than it used to be. You know, people download right. and people do all of these kind of things. And, you know, um, it affects the artists, which means you can't have a million pound video. And, you know, that's, uh, I want a million pound video. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, I'm hoping for to uh, make uh, also another video for one of the songs. I'm I'm kind of like crossing my fingers for one of the ballads, so we just okay. we just have to see. Yeah, I'm hoping. Okay, um, if you had your choice of picking one of the ballads as your next single, which would it be? Oh, definitely "Invincible." Okay. Yeah, it's just it's just um, you know it's it's a very meaningful song for me, and it's a great ballad, and it shows it's it's a bit funny with "Invincible" because. I recorded the demo for for that song like eight months ago, maybe more than that, maybe a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember, I, you know, it was just, you know, this, you know, the song just meant so much for me, and and you know, and and I remember I just I sat in my living room recording that song in like two takes, just going straight through it. <laughs> and right. you know, when I was gonna when I was gonna record it this time for the album. You know, it was so hard to find the, find the, um, you know, the same feeling that you had and the same, you know. So, you know, I spent ages on 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 it on this time, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just a very special song, and I hope that that would be the next video. I got ideas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, how difficult is it for an artist like yourself who's from a country like Norway that isn't really known for uh, too many musical exports, how difficult is it for you to establish yourself outside of Norway? God, you know, it's, 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 uh, I don't really know because, you know, Norway doesn't have that. Like you say, you know, if you sign up with a Norwegian record label, you know, you, you're, you're not going to go outside the, you know, the, the country. And that's a right. shame, you know. I think I think the industry in Norway has been very, you know, I don't know if the deals they make is bad or or whatever to do, but you know, I think the good thing about Frontiers and and, and you know they they just been so helpful and and uh, they're really good with distribution as well. So you know it's going to be out there, and um, it's not every it's not every record label that can can do that. So. Um, I feel I feel really lucky, and I'm thinking, you know, um, this the sign of angels went down really good in Japan, and um, you know, it's really cool to think about because you, you know, sometimes I sit and watch TV, and I'm thinking, you know, we've got all these celebrities, but I'm thinking, you know, and I ask my English friends, have you ever heard about this person or that person, and they're like, no, no, and I'm thinking, God, so I, you know, I'm I'm really thankful for having a record company that can put it out there. Okay. And um, I sort of skipped over a question here that we had started talking about before <laughs> we started the interview. But um, uh, as far as touring is concerned, um, you sort of mentioned off the record that you were possibly playing here in Spain. Uh, what type of dates are you looking to do to promote the storm? Well, basically, I, I oh god, yeah, I'm I'm hoping to tour a lot this year, and um, I just came back from Italy where where I did um, like Frontiers invited for a 
um, it's, it's like a convention with all the European label managers and you got like uh, all the promoters around, you know, Europe and things like that. Um, and, you know, I think after seeing a show, obviously, you know, I'm, my passion lies in, in, you know, performing and doing live music. So, you know, we, we're talking about and discussing about doing press conferences around different countries. And uh, during that, it would be very interesting to look at the possibilities to do gigs as well in each country. Hmm. Um, but, you know, um, yeah, I'm hoping I'm probably going to get some answers within the next days. Um it's a festival in Madrid. I think it is end of October, if I'm not totally. I don't have the dates in front of me. But, you okay. know, I want to go to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, think for good weather. Get some time. Well, that's, that's from that part of Spain down, or if you're on the, uh, uh, the Mediterranean coast, the, the part, of Spain that I live in is uh, similar to England, rainy almost all year long. So oh, don't break my heart. I want to have. Some- <laughs> I'm having this bad, bad flu right now. So I'm like, oh god, it's time to. It's all the season changes. I think. Right. So I'm like, just oh, I would die for some sun. And you've been established in uh, England for how long now? Have you moved there because of? Uh, your music career, or is this just a temporary move for you? Yeah, um, you know, I'm, 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 um, um, you know, definitely. I've been working so much with with uh, with Tom and James Martin, and you know, I just taken a leap of faith, I guess, and you know, just uh, I really just want to focus on 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 doing music and doing a lot more of that. So I think, you know, you can't hold back and you can't just sit and wait for things to happen. And sometimes you right. pursue it. And uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's turned out very, very good. Okay. And um, if you had a choice to work with anyone in the future, if money wasn't in play or anything mm-hmm. and Frontier said you can uh, work with this person, who would that be? Oh, God, you're asking me for names now, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know. That's a good question. I would sit down and really have a think about that. But, you know, obviously I would probably, you know, use the most famous producers in the world and, you know, find some really good uh, old rockers that's done, you know, uh, big, big bands and, you know, get Aerosmith on stage with me straight away. (laughs) (laughs) I would go absolutely ballistic if I had money to do it. But, uh, yeah, oh, God, I don't have anything. I don't know really on the hand right now. But... I would love to do a duet with Aerosmith, though. That would be huge. Okay. And um, given your influences that you had mentioned in the previous interview, would you ever consider doing a non-rock album? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I think, I think you know, the thing is that, you know, I've, I've fallen in love with doing this kind of music. And I, I think, you know, it's important to to try to stay focused on what you're doing and, and um, stay with your career. Um, but, you know, if, if I got any offers to, to maybe, you know, do a guest appearance or, or you know, whatever it should be, um, I would probably say yes, you know, it, it would be fun. I think music has a lot of sides and, you know, you don't have to limit yourself. But, you know, as far as for my own career, I'm, I'm probably very... Uh, picky on this and I want to stay with this and, and keep doing that and I want to write more music and 
and you know do things that I want to do but you know you can't deny though if 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 Lady Gaga asked you to do something tomorrow you would probably do wouldn't you <laughs> so <laughs> that right was. very true and and anyone that says anything uh aside or or, or opposed to that is is lying to you <laughs> yeah god you know jesus christ you could you could uh, yeah you have to think about your own career if lady gaga asked you to do something you know right. it, it would definitely benefit you as an artist wouldn't it so, yeah yeah i usually see that with people um for example with guns and roses saying oh you know they're uh, the new members are this or the new members are that. And I always say, hey, if Axl Rose came knocking on your door and said, would you play X instrument for me in my band? <laughs> yeah. There isn't one of you that would say no. No, it isn't. I, mean, I think people, <laughs> you know, I think people have to think about that because, you know, people, are, it's so easy to, you know, I've, I've worked with tons of musicians and, and you know, you know, talking to people and things like that. And, Every, you know, some of them is like really, oh, I will only do this. But if you if you say, <laughs> okay, here's a uh, hundred euros, can you can you support me on, on this? You know, they yeah. block whatever they have to do it. So it's really funny. It's really funny how it works, really. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm you know I'm just being honest. Absolutely. Um, what does the future hold in store for you? Um, well, I'm, you know, I'm hoping like everyone else that, you know, I can do my music and release albums and have fun with it. You know, I'm just, um, I'm just, uh, sorry. If you hear a squeaky thing, it's actually my dog. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I can't do my music if, if it isn't for all the people buying the records and, and supporting me. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to do that. I'm very grounded, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not jumping to be the next Lady Gaga, but, you know, um, you know, I just hope people enjoy the music and, and have fun with it. You know, it's a, it's a fun genre to be, to be in, you know, it's rock and roll and it's, it's funny. So, so if, if I could see myself in the future, I would just, you know, I, I did a song right now in, on an album where Robin Beck is, it's like a, it's like a, um, uh, Marilyn Monroe debut album to her. It's kind of like, huh. yeah. And you know, they called me from a record company, and was just like, "Oh, do you want to do do song?" You know, Robin Beck is doing all these songs, and I'm like, "Of course, I want to do that." You know, Robin Beck is, oh, she's such a fantastic singer, and it's so fun when I listen to some of the demos with her. You know, she's she's in her fifties or something, and still going mm -hmm. that strong. So. I'm hoping I can do the same. Okay. Um, where should people go to keep up with what you're doing? Uh, be on my Facebook. Um, I also have an internet side, but I've been so busy that I haven't been able to take fully charge of it yet. Uh, but I'm on my Facebook um, in MySpace. So just search me up there. It's um, Issa Ubersham, uh, which is my last name. Um, <clears throat> sorry um or go on myspace and do the same there and you'll find me and uh send me emails and everything i'm i'm always on there and i love to read things and um you know uh, i like to keep involved hi this is isa and you're listening to marsha Tuck.
coming off of the storm that'll be out uh in a few weeks actually so go check out her facebook page and uh find out more information regarding that the album drops if i'm not mistaken the first of november uh moving forward here to the paul shortino portion he discusses uh his time in quiet ride briefly um, during the episode, he also discusses why Frankie put Quiet Riot back together, or this form of Quiet Riot together. Um, I'll wait to have him discuss that in greater detail before jumping in and explaining absolutely everything. So for all of you people out there that think it's a cash grab, Paul Shortino gives you his side of things. In any event... Let's get into, well, this is going to be the most known track off of the Quiet Riot album. Um, I really like the track, uh, Empty Promises, but we're going to go with the single that everyone knows, and that is Stay With Me Tonight with Paul Shortino on lead vocals with Quiet Riot, and after that, we'll jump into the Paul Shortino interview. Thank you. 
Initially, you weren't a part of King Cobra before this album. What made you decide to work with the band on the current album? Well, uh, Carmine and I are, uh, have done some things in the past, and uh, I, I'm a huge fan of his. And uh, I had just finished the uh, Keel record. Ron Keel was uh, doing his vocals. Here, at, um, we have a partner, J.T. Garrett, that we have a, a business called Music Works Entertainment. It's a studio <clears throat> and a small record company called Rock Quarry Records. And anyways, uh, we had did the vocals here at uh, Music Works Incorporated. And uh, Carmine and uh, Brian, uh, David um, David Hemsterling uh, stopped by the, at Pat Reagan's studio. And uh, Brian Jay, the guitar player from Kiel, was there. And Pat Reagan was there. And uh, Pat had mentioned to Carmine, you ought to check out Frontiers and do a new King Cobra record. And Carmine had already spoken to all the guys. And uh, Mark slash Marcy uh, wasn't interested in doing uh, doing a record with the original guys. So uh, my name came up in the conversation, and so we got together and uh, wrote a few songs. And uh, it seemed to be gelling. And next thing I know, we're off and running on a record and uh, via via email. <laughs> The whole record was done uh, over the internet. Uh, a friend of mine uh, <clears throat> here in Las Vegas, uh, Tom Parham, has a uh, studio called Hip Tracks, and uh, Carmine uh, wanted to cut cut the drums on uh, tape. So I spoke to Tom, and Tom offered uh, to get the record started without even any uh, kind of compensation before we even had the deal solidified with frontier we had uh probably i think tracked all the drums on on tape for the song so it kind of just fell together and uh it, it's been one uh unbelievable ride and uh, the it's a great record uh how it was done uh we had a song called monsters and heroes that uh, we released before the record was done uh, it's for Ronnie James Dio's Stand Up and Shout Foundation for cancer. So that that's a downloadable uh, track. I kind of wish it was on the album because it's one of my favorite tracks. But it's uh, a total tribute to Ronnie. And um, and anyways, we had to come up with a couple song, uh, other couple tracks because uh, of us pulling that track. So like. Uh, you got a fever is uh I took Carmine's drums and uh stuff he played and I looped certain parts of the drum and we came up with that song. Uh we needed some bonus tracks and then it ended up making the record. And Crying Turns to Rain was another song that was uh one of the last songs along with uh Fade Away. Those three songs were uh the last three songs to be recorded on the record. Fade Away was, was uh, we wanted to do it an, like an acoustic version of the Mr. Big tune. To be with you. To be with you, yeah. And um, anyways, in our contract, it stated that you know we couldn't do any acoustic stuff. They wanted a, you know a, a full band on everything. 
<clears throat> so Carmine cut the drums in Italy. He was on the road doing doing some touring, uh, either drum off or he was with out with Shanker while we were doing this record. And uh, so he cut the drums in Italy and sent me over the files, and it went from there. And, and what's really crazy is uh, I did a record with a, a guitarist and a great talent, Michael Voss, in Germany, and. Uh, he mixed Monsters and Heroes, and nobody could come close to uh, his production and mixing on, uh, on on that track. So he ended up uh, mixing the whole record. So the record was done via email here in the United States, and then it was mixed in Germany <laughs> and mastered. He mastered it over there. Interesting how the uh, Internet brings everything, you know, almost next door. Uh, where Absolutely. It's, you know, huh? it's unbelievable, and and it sounds like we cut the song, we cut the record, and and the, together. Yeah, That's it absolutely really does. Funny, but it's, you know, <laughs> but 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 it's amazing what you can do. I I, uh, I I'm so grateful to to be able to do that, uh, to be able to go in and engineer my own vocals, and and if I don't don't like this, I can come back tomorrow and change it. Opposed to the days where you were under uh, a strict budget and you had a strict amount of time to do stuff and if you didn't have your the right ideas that you wanted to share on the song and the producer come in and maybe change stuff uh you know uh, it's something to say about having the studio at your uh, fingertips and being able to to run everything uh it, it definitely uh, helps you fine tune your your craft Right, and that's what I was going to say. Aside from having the studio, it really does sound like uh, you know what you're doing in there. If you're looping different parts and you know engineering different things with your voice, um, you're proficient in what? Using Pro Tools, or do you use some other type of software? Oh, I, I use Pro Tools, but I've got Logic and uh, Digital Performer and stuff. But I'm I'm pretty much a Pro Tools guy. Okay, how long have you been working with Pro Tools? Uh, I've been doing it for about twelve years. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it isn't like a lot of artists that you speak to and you know yeah i've picked it up in the last six months yeah. because my guitarist has it you actually right no no <laughs> it's like uh, i i decided to get involved and uh in fact we released we uh we had a band called level that we uh we released their record on uh our label and uh they were 22 with a bullet and then the band broke up right and they were kind of like a young u2 uh, and, uh, so then we thought, all right, well, me and my partner, we'll start, we'll, we spent a bunch of money in radio, you know, and promotion and stuff for this band. And then they broke up. So then we figured, okay, why don't we just get an artist? So then we produced this girl from South Dakota, did a whole record and, uh, then, uh, did a video of a uh, hot child in the city. And the song mm -hmm. was sort of like a Cheryl Crow version with slide guitar and uh and then she got interested in boys and uh we did we shot a video and everything and that was the end of that project <laughs> so uh now i'm just going to kind of focus on my own stuff and uh i've got some nieces that are really really beautiful and talented so we're going to bring them in and record them and see uh try to keep it under the in the family gotcha and and it's interesting too because having the studio and and being able to record 
stuff in that fashion, uh, not only is it, you know, like you said, where you could pop in it in a moment's notice and redo things, but, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, spending all this money on tape or anything oh, else. absolutely. And, and just even if you were you were going into another studio and it was Pro Tools, spending the money on an engineer or time and studio, yeah. having it at your fingertips definitely helps you. I've gotten so to the point where I, I, if I don't finish a vocal the night before, I can come in the next day and hone in on it <laughs> and get the same tone in my voice as long as I don't mess with the mic freeze and stuff and, and right. dial it in. When Carmine and uh, was staying up here when we were doing the record, uh, he was staying at my house while we were doing some of the writing and he was he tracked the drums I think in a weekend uh, <laughs> for the whole record and um, he was tripping out how I just go, okay, I'm going to come back in and fix this. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom. Uh, and, and like in the, I think it was Crying Turns of Rain, he wanted a whole part different, a whole drum section different. So he said, I want you to take that out of there and move it over there. And, and, and it was so cool. And like, uh, the, the song Fever, it was like, I took the groove, took that thing and I looped it because he had played it, but, uh, it was for a sample uh, record that he's putting out. So right. I took some of the grooves and, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like a dancing. And I just put the, it started out as a rap song with just drums. And then uh, I slowly uh, wrote the music for that. And then David added uh, added his vibe to it, uh, playing my 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 musical parts with more aggression and actually adding a little bit of his own uh, flavor and uh, ideas to the song. But it, that was the biggest challenge, having to come up with some extra songs and uh, and Carmine not being available to go, hey, man, I need you to come in and we need to, we need to track another tune. No, just grab something and 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 write a song out of it. <laughs> so that's what we did particularly on that song which uh it's one of my favorites just because it's more bluesier than anything else and then i didn't get the chorus the chorus was totally different until uh david had sent me his guitar parts and he had uh, just this one little guitar part in the uh chorus that was going on and on and on and it tricked how the chorus even came up because the chorus was was sung differently and had a whole different idea until the very last minute. That, that that song was interesting how it just pieced together. But it's just amazing, uh, you know, what you can do today. Uh, if if you sing a flat note, I just uh, got this program called uh, Melodyne, where you know if you if you're just a little flat and you got the great performance, you can fix that note without having to re-sing it. But uh, I'm from the old school, so uh, <laughs> so so I still re-sing it, but uh, it's interesting. I I worked on a girl, uh, I worked on a girl, I had a project, <laughs> <laughs> a project with this lady, and she uh, she had a, a little bit of a hard time staying in pitch, and that would have been really nice to have back then, for her sake and mine. But uh, there's just so many little things that uh, they've been. Not these days uh, with uh, plugins and programs that you can use uh, with these 
softwares that they got out in these studios. It's just amazing. How many projects have you thought of approaching, like other musicians that you haven't worked with in the past, uh, due to the um, fact that you have this ability now? Uh, well, we're uh, working on uh, uh, maybe doing something with uh, Mad Apps from Government Mule and uh, also uh, Mitch Perry. Uh, me, me and Michael, uh, 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 David Michael Phillips, or David Henserling from King Cobra, we're we're already working on some ideas for the next KK record, but uh, I, I've, I do a lot of I do a lot of tracks for other people. Like there's a couple records coming out that um, I've sang on, and also I just finished a record with Carmine and Tim Bogart. Uh, it comes out in June. Uh, it's on uh, Warner Brothers in Spain, and it's uh, hmm. this guy's a blues guitar player, Javier Vargas. Okay, but it's just yeah. Vargas. A piece, uh, Bogart, and featuring Paul Shortino. So uh, that comes out in June. So uh, we're supposed to be doing some touring with that, and uh, hopefully, uh, King Cobra's got got some dates coming up in the near future. We're finishing a couple videos on it: uh, "Live Forever" and "Turn Up the Good Times." Okay. How has your songwriting approach changed over the years? Has it changed at all uh, with you know technology being what it is today, or have you written the same way from when you started? Well, there's so so many different formats of writing. Like uh, we did a remake of uh, "Lady" on this um, this Vargas's uh, record that comes out in June and. Uh, the writing down you know, going back to early seventies it's that's an old song from them uh it's totally different than uh, the writing format of the eighties the writing format of the nineties um a good song's a good song right uh, but basically uh there's there's just a certain formula for most stuff that uh you know you got your verse b section and your chorus. Some songs, uh, like some of the old Led Zeppelin stuff, didn't have any chorus. There weren't any format. And it's kind of right. neat to go back to that kind of uh, uh, format, which is free form. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, they they were blues just having a good time jamming. And uh, I would definitely like to do a, a record that uh, you weren't looking for a chorus, you know, or a, a right. format. I'm uh, actually been working on a project with this uh, guitar player for the last couple years uh, a guy named Michael Coson and it's kind of like uh, Hendrix <laughs> uh Robin Trower flavor uh that's almost it's almost finished but that it, it, there's here's a record that the the arrangements are so different uh, as far as songwriting goes if you were to lay out, lay it out, and go, wow, this has got a different format than this format or that format, but there's pretty much a, a, a standard format for writing songs. Okay. Um, I read a little earlier this week that uh, you're going to be joining Quiet Ride on stage tonight. Yes, um, uh, it should be interesting. We're doing "Stay with Me Tonight." Actually, Sean McNabb. From that, that lineup, uh, the only person uh, that won't be there tonight will be Carlos. 
Right. But it should be uh, it should be fun and interesting. I was whooping it up last night with Denny Paul, <clears throat> and uh, got a little tore up from the floor up. So <clears throat> I'm hoping this voice I open up here today. We have a sound <laughs> check around three, so uh, it sh- it should be a lot of fun. It's been a long time coming uh, for us to get on stage together doing something. Okay. But Sean's out touring with Dawkins, so uh, they're they're on the same bill. So. Uh, Sean's going to uh, he's going to do the song with us, so it should be should be a lot of fun. Okay, looking forward to it. Did it surprise you that Frankie didn't approach you when he put another version of Quiet Riot together? Well, I think uh, Frankie was looking to put more of a tribute together to Tech Kevin than put Quiet Riot together. Because okay. the guy that's uh, singing sounds a lot like Kevin. Okay. So I think uh, I think that's because Frankie told uh, Kevin's mother that he was never going to put Quiet Riot back together as long as she was alive, and uh, he really didn't. He actually, this is more I think uh, a, a tribute to Kevin than a, than it is Quiet Riot. Okay. But gotcha. uh, I think uh, I think somewhere down the line we'll probably all get back together and maybe do some things. Be nice to do another record together. That's cool. That that would be really neat. And it it'd be easy to do, seeing how we uh, we all have our studios these days, <laughs> or have access to it. You know, a computer in a room. <laughs> but right. uh, uh, I'm getting fixing uh, ready to move our studio. We had a studio in L.A. and I moved it here to Las Vegas, and it's been pretty much in the house. But we're fixing to move it into. Uh, place called desert moon uh uh owned by danny coker who uh, owns count customs here in las vegas okay that's neil cut his last record there oh okay and that album sounds great so should should sound uh anything that you guys do in there should sound really good as well yeah he actually put out a really good record that's really nice stuff to hear vince do yeah how many uh, Spinal Tap references are still thrown at you? That 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 movie has gotten me so uh, so much mileage for that silly little part I played in it, <laughs> and got my SAG card. But uh, yeah, I, there we were when we when the movie first came out. Rough Cut was on the road. We couldn't get a line check, the sound check, and uh, I think we were warming up for Crocus and Except were on the bill and. Uh, we were so fortunate to uh, have that movie showing at that time because the road manager came to me and asked me if I was Duke fame, and uh, I said, certainly am. And uh, he said, well, the guys in Crocus, seeing how they were headlined, would like to meet you, and signed autographs, met the guys, and <laughs> next thing I know, <laughs> we were getting Heineken in our dressing room, and we got a line check. So <laughs> we got something out of that. <laughs> That's great. That, that, that's funny that it, you know, it took that those uh, few seconds that you were in there to actually propel you to uh, to get something as simple as a line check. Oh, absolutely. And I was picking up uh, the uh, Ronnie and Wendy Dio had their own limo company, and uh, me and the limo driver went to the airport to pick them up, and uh, I was waiting on the luggage, and the uh, they were on the same flight as. Um, uh, REO Speedwagon 
and uh, okay. the road manager and some of the guys, the guitar player, asked if I was Duke fame. And it was funny because they were getting in a shuttle truck, a bus, shuttle bus to take them where they were going, and I was loading stuff up. They thought the limo was for me and was for Ronnie and Wendy Dio, and I was just helping the, <laughs> the limo guy with the luggage. Right. And then they go, oh, can we get your autograph? You know, it's Duke fame. I go, oh, my God. <laughs> Out of the weirdest places, Duke fame, yeah. But it's 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 definitely, I, I, I've had people come up to me and, aren't you Duke fame? And, yeah, I'm Duke fame. I still have that silly outfit. <laughs> Interesting. Um, one last question. A former member of Rough Cut who I don't think uh, ever uh, made it onto an album, uh, Jakey Lee. Um, he's at, supposedly out there in Vegas as well. Mm-hmm. Has it surprised you that he disappeared altogether from the music industry? Yeah, it did. Actually, he did make it on a Rough Cut record. Okay. Uh, but it wasn't on a Rough Cut record. It was on a, it was on uh, LP uh, called Rock to Riches. Uh, it was a contest in um, L.A. from KLOS and also on uh, the best unsigned bands who played the Troubadour. There was another track on there. Okay. That, uh, Jake made it on. In fact, I think Wendy Dio is going to release all the stuff that we had did with Ronnie in the studio with Jake. Hmm. But uh, I've ran into Jake a few times. Um I hear he's starting to get back into music. Uh, it would be a great loss to a lot of rock and roll fans for him to hang up his guitar like a gunfighter uh, for the rest of his life. So I, I don't, right. I don't see him doing that. I, I, I think, I think he's going to surprise everybody and come out with something soon. Cool. Sure that would, would be, be awesome. nice. Sure yeah. would be nice. To, uh, he's such a talented guy. But uh, I think he got so detached from the whole situation uh, that uh, he just uh, needed to get away from it for a while. I think after uh, Ray passing away, I think mm-hmm. that really uh, really tore him up. But I, I really don't know. I, I haven't been that uh, close to Jake in years. and uh, But... He's such a great talent. I I, I hope he uh, hope he comes out with something in the near future. Hi, yeah, okay. So hey, this is Paul Shortino. How you doing? Formerly of Rough Cut, Quiet Riot, and currently with King Cobra. You're listening to Mars Attack. <laughs>
Lady, originally done by Jeff Beck. That is the Vargas. Actually, I was going to say Vargas Blues Band, but that's the name of Javier Vargas's uh, full-time band, or what he usually goes under. Uh, the name of this album is actually Vargas Bogart Apathy, featuring... Or, or I'm sorry, it's Carmine, so it's a piece. <laughs> Vargas Bogart, a piece featuring Paul Shortino. And uh, it's all cover tracks, and uh, they're actually done pretty cool. Uh, the, it's a CD, it's actually two CDs, studio CD, a live CD, and a DVD. And Roadrunner put this out here in Spain. They're part of the whole Warner Brothers umbrella, and um, they put it out. Here in Spain, and if you're into, you know, blues rock or any of these musicians, I definitely recommend you checking it out. It's a uh, really well-produced album and a lot of cool tracks, some um, variations from the originals. Um, for example, let me let me open this up for a second here and just fill you in on uh, what tracks they do and, you know, who originally did them. And uh, while well, you have... Um, Lady, which was, and I'm sorry, I said Beck, or Jeff Beck, but it's uh, Beck Bogart and a piece. Surrender, originally done by Cheap Trick. Right On, originally done by Ray Barreto. Um, Parisian Walkways, originally done by Gary Moore. You Keep Me Hanging On, the Vanilla Fudge uh, rendition. Almost went into almost a, a lot of China there with vanilla, but it's vanilla, excuse me, uh, Soul of Love, uh, Paul Rogers, Black Knight, which is what we featured during the Carmine Apiece episode, and that was originally done by Deep Purple, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll, obviously ACDC, uh, Tonight's the Night, gonna be alright, Rod Stewart, uh, Over My Shoulder, originally done by Mike and the Mechanics, and, um, like I mentioned, there are some, um, live tracks as well. And as far as the live tracks are concerned, it's listed as Livewire. And this was recorded live on the Javier Vargas, uh, European tour. And, um, actually additional musicians, Jorge Salon, who I've been able to interview, great, great Spanish guitarist, has some um, blues rock albums out, and he's put out something that's sort of poppy now as well. Uh, but for this show, it actually isn't the same lineup because it is Javier, excuse me, Javier Vargas on guitar, Tim Mitchell lead vocals, rhythm guitar, and keyboards, uh, Luis Mayo on bass and vocals, and Peter Kunst on drums and vocals. So, um, yeah, it's still, still an interesting album. And uh, this is it says that it was recorded live in the Czech Republic, Germany, and Ibiza here in Spain. So, or if you're Spanish, Ibiza. So there you go. Javier Vargas, as they would pronounce it here in Spain. But anyway, if you can get it on import, check it out. Pretty cool album. And um, what else? want to thank you guys all for listening. want to remind you to go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to check out everything that we're doing. You'll find links to the Twitter site. And uh, you'll also find all the previous podcasts and uh, the playlists or recaps, how I like to call them, for the radio shows. The radio shows are on Mark Striegel Radio. 
Com is where you can find them. It's part of the Live 365 network. You can also find a widget to the right-hand side of the homepage of Mars Attacks Radio. And there you can play the stream that I help program, which is Stream A. Uh, if you're listening to it via iTunes, listen to it through either Mark Striegel Radio, Live 365, or through my site. It's clear. Through iTunes, for some reason, it sounds a little bit uh, tinnier. Uh, Mark also has another stream, which is CD quality music, which is actually better than what uh, Live XM, I was going to say, but no, Sirius XM. It's better quality than what they offer. And we mix it up. I mean, the stream that I help program is basically all uh, hard rock and metal. There are a few uh, oddities mixed in there, but uh, the stream that he programs all by himself uh, is a much bigger mix of things, a lot of alternative, a lot of indie stuff, along with hard rock and metal. So there, you know, there's enough for everyone. Um, again, wrapping things up, thanks to Paul Shortino, thanks to Issa, thanks to the guys over at Frontiers. Check out the King Cobra album. It is called King Cobra. Check out the Issa album, The Storm, when that comes out. And, um... Thanks once again for listening, and we are going to close things out with one last track by King Cobra. The name of this track is Midnight Woman, and that's it. We'll wrap things up with that track. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time right here on the Mars Attacks podcast. <laughs>